When it's all said and done. When the pads are all packed up. The refs have packed away the whistles. And the parking lots are empty. One show with three obsessive fans still want to have their say. And because this is Triple M, and because we really don't give a rat, we say, why the hell not? Rugby League. Please welcome AH, Chris and Rose. We are in for something special tonight. This is the back row. Footy from the cheap seats on Triple M. Oh, my God. What a game. (gasps) What an ending. The Knights just losing to the Bulldogs by an unfortunate penalty kick attempt after the siren failing to even up the score there at Belmore Sports Ground. Big thanks to the Triple M call team, Anthony Maroon, Jamie Soward and Brent Reid on the sideline. Very stripped back call team this evening, just the three of them. It's like a call team acoustic set. Uh, Look, this is the back row with AH, Chris and Rose and we're just three footy fans who frankly are... Way too distracted to come up with an intro joke theme this week because of what we just witnessed at Belmore. I'm A.H. Kaylee, Chris Gale. Belmore, more, more. How are you going? A.H., I never thought coming today that watching the Knights v. Dogs would take years off my life. Yeah. But I've actually put out a call to several retirement homes because I've put about five years on my age. I still feel puffed. It was, it was exhausting. It was enervating. It was exhilarating. Ultimately, for Nathan Brown and the Newcastle Knights, it was oh, devastating. Absolutely. Uh, look, Andrew Rose, Belmore Fool You. You're on the uh, phone from a car on your way here because you're, of course, the home grounds DJ for the Bulldogs. How are you going? Only one word to describe how I feel right now, guys. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> the great escape. We pulled it off. And I tell you what, I was leaving that ground. It was absolute mayhem on that field when I was rushing out of there to come and join you guys in the studio. Yeah, good stuff. We, yeah, we heard on the uh, on the call team saying that fans were just absolutely rushing the field and we look forward to you rushing the studio <laughs> shortly. Uh, look, in this hour, we're going to be talking about the, the updated situation on our Everyone Hates Manly campaign, Bring Back the Manly Hate, which uh, clearly has been quite successful recently. Uh, news from the camps ahead of Origin 3. And after 7 o'clock, we're going to be talking to Tim Grant from the Tigers. So stick around. You're listening to Triple M Sydney. Off to Never Neverland. God, I love that song. This is the back row with AH Chris. Rose is on his way. He's in a car. So he, he's, he's, on, he's on the phone line, but, you know, we don't care enough to talk to him. No. Uh, I'm still I'm, alive. Still bro. alive. Oh, oops. So, of course, Rose <laughs> is the home ground DJ for the Bulldogs, so he's on his way back from that incredible, tense, ultimately Bulldog winning game uh, that we Woo! just saw out there. And that's the news. There's also a lot of news coming out of Origin Camps this week, Chris. There are just plethoras of journalists hanging around looking mm. for every morsel. New South Wales, of course, is now yum, in, yum, yum. Yes, ensconced up at Kingscliff, just south of the Queensland border. And this is a little disappointing for some of the Blues because what they really liked about the star was they were able to see repeat shows of the bodyguard. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's face it, if there's one thing we know about our Blues, they love Whitney Houston. They Huge abs- Paulini fans as well. I've heard she's amazing in it. <laughs> Their call out if they win Origin 3 is that they want to dance with everybody. Mm. But, oh, no. But, <laughs> but and it's interesting to hear what, what's happening in the Kingscliff Resort because that's what it is. Ten seconds to the beach, golf, tavern, bistro. God knows how they do any training. Lovely. The range of alternative therapies they have. They have the Cairo Fix, which is like the freezing tube to get out the bumps and the bruises. Mm-hmm. They've got an on-demand super massage guy, Anthony Carbone, the magic massage man, or Triple M. 
And, of course, <laughs> Alter G, which for your indie rock fans out there is not continuous access to the entire catalogue of Alt G, mm-hmm. but is an anti- anti-gravity treadmill. Very important distinction to make, yeah. Chris, and thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> Rose, have you ever been on an anti-gravity treadmill? I feel like I live my life on an anti <laughs> <laughs> But the most important thing is they have one of those motivational signs that as they go about their day-to-day business, they'll be constantly reminded of the challenge ahead. Uh-huh. And it's a big sign with a filtered image of Dukes, and it's above the Bain Marie. And it says, Wait, the sign has Dukes on it? Yeah, yeah. But <gasps> it, what? Yeah, Dukes is the, the image in wow. his blues jersey, uh-huh. you know, charging up the field. And over the Bain Marie, it says, we will never wash up. Oh, no, sorry. We will, ne- <laughs> we will never give. We will never give up. And oh, thanks, Dad. On the strength of that, Teddy's ankle, Dugs's cork leg, Frizzle's rib, and apparently today the news is that the Cordner calf has come good. The oh, Blues right. are looking with a clean bell of health. Meanwhile, his karmic alignment is completely out of whack after his uh, but so his visit to the witch doctor has helped his. He's been, he's been situation. He's, he saw the Kevin Niv Farrow, the alternative energy guy. Mm-hmm. Um, he's had the magic massage. He's had the chirofix. He's had the whole box and dice. Mm. And uh, there's a picture of him on the back of the paper today being tethered like a big steer, you know, resistance training on the anti-gravity treadmill, marching onto Suncor. Mitchell Pierce, of course, there's so much pressure on Mitchell Pierce. Mainly imposed by you, AH, because I know you've not been fully behind him. He's such him. a good player. Oh, I just yeah. think he's a really good player. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. Go AH on. comment. <laughs> <sighs> it's too little, it's too little too late. Everyone's like, oh, I was wrong about him. No, you weren't. He's played consistently terribly. He's put in like a bit of a good performance. Oh, it's, it's this discussion for another time. I'm so angry. But he's just so good. <sighs> he's quoted as Mum's so good. This sort of underlines the pressure the kid is under. The quote just says I just need to win, mate. Funnily yeah, enough, enough, that's exactly what Nathan Brown said today before today's <laughs> game. So pressure's on. Idol contestants say. <laughs> but Rose, we, we need to give uh, rugby league players points for creativity, don't we? I really need to win. <laughs> yep. I can really, really win. <laughs> but Rose, you'll be uh, unsurprised to hear that Mitchell's handling the pressure well because, as you and I agree, he's a fantastic player and he will steer us to victory. They went oh, on well. a bonding session to the pub owned by David Gingell and John Strop Cornell and Brunswick Heads. And Mitchell down two stakes. So he's not feeling the pressure or is there another? No, I think it could be stress eating. Oh, right. (laughs) For sure. Or he just really needs to, uh, it's not carbo loading if it's protein, is it? Proto load? Protein? And uh, Very much protein. Um, (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Oh, I couldn't help myself. I'm not. Uh, Let's move on. We will move on. Far less news coming out of the Maroons camp, which is, you know, just one step removed from a gulag. They control all the information, but, but Rose, I think you have a breaking story that no one else has picked up on the media as, as something's happened in Queensland training today. Well, it's not a breaking story for me. Everyone at Belmore Oval was informed by the great voice Steve Allen during mm. the first half of the game that there is a rumour coming out of the Queensland camp that Billy Slater, the greatest fullback in the game, has rolled his ankle yeah, in like, training. Like clockwork. You, you, can, <laughs> you can set your watch... To the Queensland injury story on the yeah. Sunday before Origin. Game three, he runs out with like the most resplendent looking ankle anyone has ever seen. It was all yeah, the yeah. It's like they go, Thurston's out. We can't write about him. Who's next? All right, Billy mm. Slater's got a bung ankle. Like, he'll be fine. All the elements, ankle, strapping, medicab, taken out on a buggy. The chances of Billy Slater, the former jockey, not saddling up on Wednesday are pretty 
Slim. And we have all the elements here on the back row. We have AH, we have Chris, and Rose is going to be here soon. We also have producer Felix, which uh, rounds it all off. Stick around. Who? The back row on Triple M Sydney with AH Chris and Rose on his way, home ground DJ for the Bulldogs. So he's uh, we've got him on the line over a phone from uh, from a car on the way back from Belmore. Look, we've had some great successes in our four months on this show. Please remind me. Uh, I would, but instead I'm going to go over here now. Um, <laughs> But what, the biggest one, I think, recently of which we can be most proud is, proud is the success, clearly, of our Bring Back the Manly Hate campaign. Oh, hate manly. There you go, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we love playing that so much. Best caller we've ever had. Because everyone else has picked up on it lately, haven't they, Chris? The campaign has caught on yeah. like wildfire through the Australian brush, AH and mm. Rose. Mm. The latest uh, bonfire ev- of the vanities, something like that. Yeah, well, you know, it's certainly bonfire of our three vanities. Sorry, bushfire of the vanities. I <laughs> there you to go. Say. They, that right. was the joke instead of just referencing yeah, a book. Yeah, yeah. oh, localize God. it. Localize it. Localize it. <laughs> because some of the, you know, you're you're onto something when institutions come on board. I think it was pretty visible last night for anyone who took in the Manly Penrith game that there was a exorbitant penalty count against the Seagulls to the tune of 14 to 4, mm. including nine penalties conceded in the first half. Now, this was courtesy of the best-looking referee in the game, who is, of course... Henry Perinara, baby. Who loves a penalty as well. He definitely loves to get his... Loves a penalty, and he loves yeah. me, I hope. Likes to get he his... loves getting his face on the television. That's what he loves. <laughs> and that really, really good and sleeve I love that. tat. He's got that great sleeve tat oh, just every, working as well. Oh, just everything about him. No, the man loves to get his lips around a whistle. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, uh, and, of course... Oh, he, Chris. He, he, should have brought a change of socks. Yeah, he's he's uh, fired up because he's up against the best-looking coach in rugby league, who, of course, is... Anthony oh, Griffin t- from Anthony Griffin from yeah. Penrith. So he's trying to please him. Disagree. Sorry, I was too busy thinking of Henry Perinara. Go on. Yes, Anthony Anthony Griffin. Yep. No, no, no. Of course, he's no, taking on T. Trent Barrett, of yeah. course. And at one stage, DCE, who is looking for a post rugby league career pretty quickly because he's clearly not going to play Origin ever again in our lifetime, hmm. sort of looked like a police magistrate. We actually went to referee Perinara and asked, "Could we have some leniency, please?" Yeah. And they fell on Can deaf I- ears. What did this tell us? The refs are starting to hate Manly. Yeah. Who else Can hates me? Oh, go on. I just so feel for DCE right now because mm. we talked about this when we covered Roy and Hay's show yesterday morning. He got Good told point. he had to have a man of the match performance. He had a man of the match performance. They told him to wait by the phone. He waited by the phone. They rang him and they told him he doesn't have a job in game three for Origin. So then he goes back to club footy and tries to pick himself up off the ground. And all he can do is complain to the refs that they're giving him a hard go. The guy must be losing his mind over in Manly. Yeah, but he's counting his $10 million, whatever. I'm not so sure that knowing that he has your support, Rose, is going to make him feel any better about anything. But it's sweet of you to say. So, look. I just want to ask him, are you okay? Yeah, fair enough. Well, we'll put it out here now. Daily Cherry Evans, if you're listening, 13353, are you okay? Uh, So, look, refs don't like Manly, apparently. Um, Rose does. Cops don't. We'll be talking about that right after this. This is the back row on Sydney's Triple M with AH Chris and Rose is on his way shortly. He was uh, DJing, of course, homegrown DJ for the Bulldogs, so he's on his way back from Belmore. We were talking about the success of our Bring Back the Manly Hate campaign because uh, it seems that people all over the country are, are picking up on it. And Woody from Penrith, you want to um, add your voice to this campaign? Absolutely. Uh, I went to the game on 
Saturday night and uh, Daly Chair Evans. He's a uh, he's a grub, and um, I'm bringing back the hate. <laughs> so, so what do you join cost? us? He did have two tremendous try assists. You'd have to give him that, wouldn't oh. you? I absolutely love the uh, forward pass uh, oh. try assist. Uh, <laughs> it was uh, massively forward. Everyone saw it, but um, Henry Perinara didn't pick that one up. But, um, yeah, I'm definitely bringing back the hate. Well, <laughs> well we, we appreciate your support, and I'm going to draw a very long bow here that you said you're from Penrith. You were at the game on Saturday night. You a Panthers supporter? Yeah. Definitely am. Yeah. Oh, Sherlock great, up in here. And look. Great game and great refereeing as well. And, and how do you feel? By, uh, Henry. How do you feel? I mean, you're still in the fight. I mean, uh, I think St. George uh, are going to get St. George and are going to get the two you. points from the bye. I'm not sure, but you're four points adrift. <laughs> what do you think? I think um, I think we're going okay um, as long as we keep winning, of course. But uh, the way Griffin moves the players around um, when they're out of form, I think it's actually pretty good. But uh, you listen to other media types, and you know they'll say this and that. But I think he's doing quite a good job. Woody, thanks so much for your time. Thanks for calling us uh, on one triple three five three. This is the back row with AH Chris and Rose is almost here uh, on Triple M Sydney. Uh, after this, we're going to be talking about apparently the cops hate Manly too now. Oh no, what really? What a situation! How good is that? <laughs> It's very clear to me that DJ Felix has got some of these house influences <laughs> snuck in here, yeah, so, right under the radar. So obviously that is a that's an obvious remix of Pulp's uh, "Girls and Boys" blur, blur. and oh, "Blur." God, <laughs> common same people. number of letters. I love how they always used to sing about common people in Disco Two Thousand. That amazing band. Blur. Blur. No, yeah, so that, so that was Blur, Girls and Boys. Uh, clearly a, a remix and someone hasn't tagged it properly, so when our music director, Jackie, is, she's mm. just gone, right, cool, Blur, Girls and Boys, cool. Yep. <laughs> that won't have any dance beats that. in it. <laughs> I love that. I thought I you know, might start peeking here in the studio. We listening are to deep that. in the rave cave. All right, let's get to it. Um, apparent, everyone Hates Manly, our Hate Manly campaign is going really, really well, and uh, that is applying to the cops now, Chris. Yes, Paul Kent, who was part of the Sunday afternoon uh, discussion panel before... He's also a cop. Uh, he <laughs> played one game for Parramatta as a halfback in the Sterling era. It was hard to get in. Uh, he's been quite uh, pointed in the press that in the wake of the Neralda investigation of the potential mats fixing involving Manly, allegedly with Parramatta and South, the police have drawn a blank. So he sort of suggested a little bit like, you know, taking their toys and going home. They said, oh, but we've heard about players being paid in brown paper bags. We've all heard that before. Have we? Yeah. <laughs> and we've heard about players giving... That's how we get paid. <laughs> play, players giving information about who's in and out of a team at some ill-defined time in the past. So Manly was potentially one of the teams that was doing something bad sometime in the past. Mm. And therefore, this is the police's attempt to get on the Hate Manly campaign. Right. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know about you guys, but it's starting to... The refs are against Manly. The police are against Manly. I'm starting to like Manly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think so. Well, here we are. You've heard it here on the back row. We're calling for a sort of Woods Royal Commission Mark II about police corruption regarding Manly. No, absolutely not. Stuff Manly. <laughs> I will right. say, though, firstly, I'm in the studio, guys. Thanks hey. for, oh, for realising I'm here. <laughs> 
I've been here for five minutes and no one said a word to me. Do you know what? Oh, I'm sorry. Secondly, well, it's, it also it sounds still like you're on the phone to right. me. I mean, yeah. The tenor yeah. of your voice hasn't oh, changed. Sorry, I didn't even realise that because you came in during the song. We said our hellos and I yeah. forgot to. Well, I'm here, guys. Oh. It's okay. Uh, well, what I will say from uh, being at Belmore today, the cops did come up to me halfway through the day and said, are you the guy from the back row? I said, yeah. And they went, oh, hate manly. Oh, and just walked go. away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hate manly. <laughs> when it's all said and done, when the pads are all packed up, the refs have packed away the whistles and the parking lots are empty. One show with three obsessive fans still want to have their say. And because this is Triple M, and because we really don't give a rat, we say, why the hell not? Rugby League. Please welcome AH, Chris and Rose. We are in for something special tonight. This is the back row. Footy from the cheap seats on Triple M. Sure is. This is the back row with AH, Chris and Rose. Rose has now properly joined us. We, we didn't give you a good enough welcome back oh, on thanks, air. So, so Rose, uh, of course, and very impressively, is the home ground DJ for the Bulldogs. So he was out at Belmore, uh, was on the phone with us for the beginning of the show. But now you're here. <laughs> I'm here. Yeah. Also uh, here with us soon will be, uh, we've got Tim Grant from the West Tigers. That's very exciting for me. Got very exciting for you, Chris. Yes. Tigers fan, Gail. Fellow rider of the nickname? bus. Fellow rider of the bus, exactly. And we're going to be finding out everything about the bus. You know, does it have seatbelts? Does it have curtains? Is it one of those ones that has like a convenient toilet out the back? Or do you mm. got to pull over? All that kind of stuff. Look, we're also going to be talking um, more broadly. We'll be doing the uh, wrap-up of the round. Just the tip, back row of the week. So much more. Stick around. Oh, yeah. This is the back row uh, on Sydney's Triple M with A.H. Chris and Rose. And very excitingly, uh, on the line, we have Tim Grant from the West Tigers. Tim, I don't know who has dirt on you to convince you to come on here with us, but I'm very grateful they do. How are you? Good, good. How are you? Yeah, really, really well. So, Tim, it's Chris here. And look, congratulations. You are the first real live NRL player on the back row. There is a statue in this for you. We've had quite a few dead ones. (laughs) So come down to Goulburn Street. But uh, look, you're coming back from a hamstring injury. You're due to be back next week. That correct? Yeah, mate. Yep. That should be be the case. Um, Sort of started running and that sort of stuff uh, full full time during the week that we had off. So it was... uh, all on track to come back for the Manly game. And how's the buy been? The buy been for you this week. What do you do when it's a buy? What do you do to spend some time? Yeah, for me it was a bit of a. Um, I had to train early in the week, and then I got away to uh, Melbourne for a couple of days, and um, got back on Friday and did a bit more running. So. Just a bit of uh, relaxation. Ooh, lovely Melbourne. <laughs> yeah, nice. Well, I do. I like so I'm gonna have my weeks off in Melbourne. That sounds great. <laughs> Dinner and a show, was it? Or... Yeah, Dracula. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, Tim. Of course, it's Origin next week. Um, firstly, do you have a prediction for Game Three? Yeah, it's got to be New South Wales. No, there sure. you go. Um, of course. Smart yeah, guy, that Tim well Grant. He's a smart two, fellow. Two yeah. statues. <laughs> and of course, we all just went and talked over you. Sorry, <laughs> you were saying more after that, were you? Yeah, I just think, um, you know, it's. Uh, I get hung around where I live if I'm going for Queensland, so it has to be New South Wales. Yeah, of course, <laughs> yep. and rightly so. Um, do you have any sort of favourite origin memories, like as a kid or, or, you know? Playing a couple, I thought, would have been one. Yeah, <laughs> well, that was, the, that was the joke I was making. but <laughs> Playing was good, but I remember as a kid, we used to sit around the TV and wait for the fight. So, yeah. <laughs> any time there was a fight. <laughs> but isn't it sad that the kids can't now sit around the TV and wait for the fight? Yeah, yeah well, 
they used to, they say it's all for the kids and they don't want them doing it and that. But I remember my mum even egging it on. She we all used to love it. <laughs> I remember commentators used to commentate it just like it was part of the game. It was beautiful. 1995, yeah. I think it was when it was everyone versus everyone. God, that was yeah. beautiful. <laughs> Now, Tim, uh, it's Rose here. I'm the angry one. And now we've had a show here for a couple of months, about four and a half months, and we're learning how to uh, adapt as a show. <laughs> you seem a lot more professional than we do in doing this media stuff. So I've got to ask you, with a bit of help, if you had a segment on our show, what would the Tim Grant segment be? Good. It'd be good. I, yeah. I think uh, what I would do, I'd find out the who's got beef on who in the, in each NRL team and probably Ooh. put them on a, a conference call or something like that. Oh. Would you tell start, them that they were going to nah, be? Oh. No, nah, just start the fire and let it go. I think it'd be good uh, good listening, that's for sure. I like that. That's like kind of like WWE surprise. You get two yeah. players that don't get along and surprise them with an argument and make them go at each other. I like it, But also, it, it's like classic high school back when you were on the landline and, you know, you'd be talking to Becky and she'd said shit about Joan and she didn't know that Joan was on the line and then you like to- totally like Maury Povich her. Sim, I love maybe, that. Maybe leaning into a game just to bring back the fight. Bring yeah, back the fight. I like it. I, I think you should. I think you got the job and we'll see yeah, you here next Sunday night. We will night. be sending you a contract, Tim. There's a number of spare microphones, Tim. There's one with your name currently being inscribed on it. And look, of course, the Tigers, uh, there's been a lot of talk about the bus this year with new coach Cleary. Mm. You've probably seen the bus. Can you describe what the bus is going to look like? What's it, what's it, how's it kitted out? <laughs> well, I think um, we're, we're starting to fill it pretty quick, so I think there'll be a few guys standing in the aisle. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Tim Grant, thank you so much for joining us on the back row. We will be sending your contract out very, very soon. Thanks, Tim. Uh, and hope hope you hope you have a good time after the buy, and you know, returning with that. Nice hamstring, all good, repaired. Good luck against the Seagulls. Oh, Two statues shit. coming your way. <laughs> Thanks, Josh. Thanks, Tim. Hell yeah. This is the back row in Sydney's Triple M with AH, Chris and Rose. Chris, uh, I I think the consensus is that we have now named this segment the back wrap. Correct. Because um, it's a round wrap up and also it's, uh, the, there's an in-joke that I, I will t- we've already told it. Listen to the podcast and you'll find it. Chris, give us the back wrap. Thank you very much, H. A-H. Thank H-H. you very much, H. H. Thank you longer. Well, well <laughs> I'm a little bit, I feel like we're at the crossroads because I look at the table, we see the haves and the haves nots, don't we, Rose? It feels a little bit like a big brother house right now with the privileged and the unprivileged. Four points separate the Parramatta Eels from the ninth and 10th placed Penrith Panthers and New Zealand Warriors. I'd love to be 10th. Yes, who seem to be clinging on as for the rest of yous, including you know your team and my team, it looks like it might all be over with nine weeks to go. Mm. The round opened with a 14, 12 point, 14 points to 12 victory for the Roosters over the Rabbits, and it really felt like South have finally been cut adrift. <laughs> and George Burgess was completely off his gyroscope. He got up to play the ball facing Kipax late <laughs> rather than the opposition try line, and that possibly... <laughs> spoke volumes for the rest of the Rabbit season. God, that was a boring game. Penrith are clinging on. We've had some great support from Penrith tonight in the Hate Manly campaign, particularly focused on DCE. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was the Forgotten Blues, Tamo, Merrin and Moylan, who combined to get Penrith over the line. Coach Griffin w- went into the uh, the press earlier the in the week and said, anyone who tipped Penrith to win the competition was an idiot. 
He said doing that was like trying to build a high rise from an underground car park. Yeah. Well, first of all, there are didn't plenty. T- didn't Tony Squires say that as well to you <laughs> yeah. on the weekend? I was rose? walking past him when we were doing Roy and Hayes yesterday morning. He goes, anyone who, who picks Manly to be to the season, he read the quote out and I went, funny, Penrith. you should say that. Oh, sorry, Penrith. And I said, funny, you should say that. My co-host Chris picked Penrith well, at the yeah. beginning of the year. And I was like, ha ha, nya, nya. And he While not mentioning that I tipped the Raiders. <laughs> I so, picked the Storm. So I tell you what, Hook. Yeah, good on you. We're still alive. You are still in this competition. You're only four points adrift. And I've seen plenty of high-rises with underground car parks. <laughs> 16 8 Penrith over Manly. The Parramatta Eels demolished the Melbourne baby storms. I don't know what an Australian baby storm is. Is it a willy willy or something like that? I think, I think it's a willy willy, yeah. 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 They were snuffed out. Brilliant. And they were six maroons shy, even though Kafusi was playing for them. But let me tell you, the big semi gave his fans a semi red radro with a magnificent <laughs> performance. <laughs> With a try and three line breaks from his first three possessions. It got so bad for the Storms that Coach Belliak actually came down to the sideline. Wow. We're all used to seeing him in the booth. Mm. It was as unusual a sight as seeing Ivanka Trump t- take a seat at the G20 summit table <laughs> overnight. Sit down. For the first time, the Storms are wobbling a little bit. But obviously the big game was, as Anthony Maroon described it earlier today, those two point-scoring powerhouses. <laughs> the Canterbury Banks down Bulldogs taking on the Newcastle Knights. And as we all know... The dogs prevail 20 to 18. Poor old Newcastle, zero for 21 in their last 21 starts on the road. I feel for them. Almost two years since they've had a win, but it was on Josh Reynolds' hill that Almost the crowd. Two years since they've had an away win. The away win, oh, correct. Right, yeah. Yeah, that's a good call, I hedge. The, it was on Josh Reynolds' hill that you saw the Canterbury faithful absolutely thrilled by this late comeback, courtesy of. The best name in rugby league, Martello Montoya. <laughs> with a late so try. beautiful. Followed by Moses Mbai. <laughs> That's four M's. We can't really tie them in. Yeah. It's one in too many. And, of course, Kerrit Holland kicked the, w- extra. Yeah, <laughs> kicked the winning conversion. Josh had a brain explosion in front of the hill. Rose, what happened there is it was uh, up 2018 and there was one restart for Newcastle before full time. You're saying when Josh got slammed... No, no, it looked to me like he capriciously took out one of the Newcastle people trying to oh, catch the Oh, yeah, the, the, take the player off the ball. Look, if there's one thing the Bulldogs have been known for this year is making very silly mistakes in very crucial moments where we could be winning the game. And that was one of those times, and you could feel the sinking of the crowd because scoring those points towards the end there, the, the absolute uh, Belmore crowd went nuts because it had been three games. We'd been there all day watching three games play, uh, and, and it was all about Josh. Let's not make any qualms about it. That game was about Josh Reynolds. We were there to wish Josh Reynolds farewell. There was a huge banner of him. He ran out to the gambler because that was his request, something to do with his grandfather. Uh, it was a great, Aww. great moment. It was, it was very emotional coming you out. You know when to hold them, yeah. know when to shoulder charge them right before yep. the 80th minute. Way better than who let the dogs out. Yeah. I'd say it's our new entrance <laughs> thing. But uh, one of the crazy easiest things about that game obviously was you know it coming down to the wire and that missed kick at the end in the end of full time giving a yeah. penalty on zero seconds yeah it was poor old uh, Brock Lamb the kid yeah. and I think uh, again I feel for him. yeah Maroon described it was like taking a celebrity guest out of the audience and giving him the kick <laughs> yeah Hod- Hodko felt that it was probably a little bit outside his range was that the I guess you could call that a lamb shank Chris yeah. uh, thank you very much uh, but look the, the, one of the craziest things that happened was after full time because we'd said to the fans at Belmore look this is how it's going to go we're going to ring the siren and then they're going to ring a second siren and you can all come on the field it's an on you can all come on the field kick a footy around and doing the Enter AFL the thing field. yes so we the Sorry, first buzzer itchy. rings and then I think they'd planned for the second buzzer to just automatically ring five minutes later yep. but the players decided to stay out have a chat get along nothing wrong with it right and then five minutes hits the siren goes off and these fans just come running on the field and management next to me go 
that's not that's not supposed to happen right now. There's still 13 <laughs> players on the field, yeah. and they just got absolutely swamped. Uh, and then before you could blink an eye, there was there was thousands of people carrying Josh Reynolds off that field, chanting Reynolds, Reynolds, security, security to the field right now. Everyone's freaking out like a player's going to get stolen and chuck in the back of a van and taken <laughs> somewhere. Because the Triple M call team were actually talking to Josh Reynolds as that was so Brent right, Reed saying really? like, oh, I guess I'm going to have to let you go. You're about to be carried away. Be, yeah, I, I think actually Brent got carried away as well. You know, the <laughs> people were just grabbing anything they could. Anything they could. It was like uh, like when I was at Pertex last ever game before it got. You know, I tried to take a chair. Unfortunately, it was it was it was locked down, so so I had no chance. Look, this is the back row uh, on Triple M with AH Chris and Rose, and to have, whoever tweeted in and said, "Thank God, Dan Ganane is back." Suck shit. I know our voices sound really similar, but he's not back for another week, so <laughs> deal with it. To the back row with AH Chris and Rose on Triple M Sydney that dropped out real abruptly and I aggressive loved it. end to that song Very there. Aggressive. It's done. <laughs> back row. Um Ozrock. <laughs> Chris, uh, things are happening out at Parramatta. Speaking just before about Pertec Stadium getting uh, ripped down. Yes, AH. There's a lot of panic in the paper today about the fact that the Roosters, having been buoyed by their experiences in Adelaide and Central Coast, are going to take games away from the crumbling Allianz Stadium. Not that I want to alarm people <laughs> taking their kiddies to see the Chooks play. But let's face it, that infrastructure is tired and jaded. And it's infested with bees. I disagree. It, that massive big screen shorted out and I we love had no that vision. Stadium. I love that stadium. It's, it's I actually really, I have a soft spot for Allianz. Well, well, I used to live in Waterloo. I could walk to yeah, it. Yeah, I can I mean, walk home from it. Yeah, it's great. Romantic right there. So it's a revolving door around, is their funding going to ANZ? Is their funding going to Allianz? But the one thing that funding is definitely going to is Parramatta Stadium. Yeah. Yep. And so news has come down the wire that not just a state-of-the-art football stadium, $30,000 mega boutique stadium, <laughs> they're going to install a craft beer brewery. And I know, Rose, you love craft beer. Oh, well, yeah. Like they're a calling, in the head. They're calling it Jackson. I love Young Henry's, though. Oh, mm. well, there you go. Interesting. That's <laughs> no, good. Their cloudy cider is genuinely my favourite. Anyway, mm, go on. Try Young Henry's now. Uh, unsponsored messages. <laughs> and they're calling it Jack's Brewery. It was unsponsored. <laughs> exactly. Jesus. So far. They're calling it Jack's Brewery after the great Jack Gibson. Oh, yeah. They're also installing an eight-lane ten-pin bowling alley. As you do. Called Kicks. I don't quite follow that, whether maybe that's named after Luke Bird or something. remembered after the great John Kicks. Remember him? (laughs) (laughs) The Kickmeister. But it opens up the idea of what else would you like to see in a rugby league precinct when you go to the game. Rose, what would you hope to see there? Well, there's uh, one thing I noticed from the Manly versus Parramatta game this weekend is that they had the mics too loud, and every time they did a a bunker check, you could hear one gaggle of fans on the sideline going, oh, Oh, it's going to hit his leg. Oh, no, it didn't. Oh, that's a knock-on. <laughs> no, nah, wait, it isn't. It was just like that the entire game. So I say, stop micing up the bunker. Mic up the funniest fans in the crowd. Yeah, I, like, think they, I think they need roaming microphones. Like NRL goggle box or something. Yes. That'd be great. <laughs> Look, I reckon something I'd like to see in a, in a precinct, if I have to come up with something, is like a like an ambience tent. You know, like yeah. they have a, a oh, music festival. Yeah. So if you maybe have taken too much of something, right. you're freaking out a little bit, you mm. can lie down on a bean bag. The, the lights are dimmed. There's gentle music and people are just sort of telling you it's going to be okay. I think a lot of footy fans could do with something like that when they're quite pumped up at certain moments. I think DCE could use one of those calm down. You know, when when your contract isn't going as well as you'd like, you're not getting enough million dollars, you can go have a lie down. I think if we could have a special one just with the Burgess brothers, frankly, they need a bloody calm down. Look, uh, and we're interested in hearing what you think. If there was anything you could have in or next to a, a footy stadium, what would it be? One triple three five three. 
Triple M Sydney with AH, Chris and Rose. This is The Back Row. We have a podcast. It's called The Back Row Catch-Up on iTunes and your favourite podcasting app. You should have a listen to it because we also chuck up some extra content during the week that only you get to hear. Now, unless you are listening to the podcast, the time is 7.33 and it's also time for... You make that joke every week, AH. <laughs> yeah, that's the point. It's a. It, are you, are you it's kidding normally 7.23. <laughs> now on Triple M's back Get row. Stop. Just the tip. Whoa. Just the tip. Oh, geez. Just the tip. Just the tip. Oh, that was amazing. Vomity boo, ladies and gentlemen. AH, it's I love you. It's an ongoing joke, you idiot. <laughs> Dissension amongst the ranks. Guys. Producers don't talk on air. <laughs> Only talent does. Vomity boo, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it is just the tip. And with a full strength story, Storm, every time I see them, they say one thing to me. Tip me, baby, one more time. That's right. We're back We're back to more than four games in a round. Uh, Friday night, we're going to start off at Mount Smart Stadium. It's the Warriors coming off a break, going up against the Panthers. Well, Hook, I say you're going to put another story on your high rise as you defeat the Warriors in what is an absolutely pivotal game. Let's face it, whoever wins, alive. Yep. Whoever doesn't win, not so much alive. So you say Panthers? Yep. Yeah, I don't know. I think we're going to have some uh, exhaustion after Origin. I'm going to go Warriors, even though they stuff it up. Yeah, and it's a home game as well for them. I'm going to go Warriors. It's a Warriors home game, and they've had a week off. I am also picking the Warriors. Friday night as well, double on Friday, GIO Stadium. This is going to be a nightmare for you to pick AH. Raiders versus Dragons. Of course it's going to be Dragons, because I love them dearly, and they're my team, and I will never tip against them. Okay. Chris Gale? I'm still in my own personal dungeon. I'm tipping the Raiders. I am really punish myself. I agree. I you am also the Raiders, though. picking. Yeah, you do love I the do. Raiders. I do. I like the Raiders. Uh, okay, Saturday night there is a double game. Uh, the first one at McDonald Jones Stadium. It's the Poor Poor Knights versus the Great Great Broncos. Oh, Broncos. <laughs> Hoping against hope. I'm not the Broncos. Yes, I'm also going the Bronco Boys. Saturday, the second game at Seabus Super Stadium. It's the Titans versus the Sharky Boys. Go Sharky Boys. Oh, you love the Sharky Boys. A-H- Luke Lewis has re-signed for one year. What a tremendous back end of the career he's having. Mm. What a tremendous back rower he is. Yeah, Cronel. <laughs> I am going the Titans. Uh, Sunday, we've got two I games. I think that'll be a good one. Sorry to interrupt you, but I do think that'll be a good no, one. No, you're right. Good point. I think it's going to be a close one. And look, I've got a lot of points to burn, guys. I, I haven't actually given you the scores yet. I'll, we'll do these last two games, then I'll give you the update scores. But I don't think you want to hear it anyways. Nah. Sunday, there's two games. First one is at Lotto Land. It's the Manly Boys versus the Tigers. Yeah, sorry, Chris. It's got to be the Manly Boys. Ooh, That's fine. In amongst all the lunches being arrived in the brown paper bags on the back of the truck... At Lotto Land, the West Tigers will arrive themselves and deliver a magnificent victory for Tim Grant for being our first ever NRL player on the back row. I would like to say that I want the Tigers to win, but I, I'm, I'm, tip, I'm tipping Manly. We all want the Tigers to win, and I think, you know, the Tigers, everyone's, everyone's second team. Uh, and good luck, Tim. Um, but if I could just share some devastating information. Uh, Sportsbet have uh, Manly $1.18, West Tigers $4.95, even the Knights versus the Broncos, the Knights are only three seventy three, three dollars seventy three. That's some crazy odds, and I think that's worth a bet. I'm backing the Tigers to smash <laughs> Manly. Let's go, Chris. Tigers are going to win in the final oh, game. Oh, hate Manly. Fair enough, Felix. Thank <laughs> oh, you very much. <laughs> Sunday night after Lotto Land, we have Barlow Park. Chris Gale, Barlow Park. It's, uh, good. it's a good question. Oh, uh, uh, it's no, I know. 
Not well, it's the yeah. rabbits. I think it's up in Cairns or something. Yeah, like yeah that, it, it is. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Rabbits versus Cowboys it would final make, game. I think there's always that, that controversy for the Rabbits fans that they have one of their home games taken to FNQ, <laughs> which is where the Cowboys reside and it's where the Cowboys will win. Ooh. Yeah, good point. Actually, I'm going to say, yeah. I'm, oh God, I would have said Cowboys anyway, but... Yep, and yeah, it is in Cairns. We have all picked the Cowboys. Now, I, I, I usually do the scores first, but I forgot it. So let's uh, recap. You guys have tied up again. You've tied up again this week, uh, mm-hmm. both on second place on 78 points. It's Chris Gale and A.H. Kaylee. Thank mm-hmm. you. And now, A.H. Kaylee! Big fans. Big fans of A.H. Kaylee in the room Woo! today. A.H. Kaylee! Big, big fans of A.H. Kaylee in the room today. Uh, now, guys, some bad news. I've jumped one point ahead again. So now I am six points ahead oh on God. 84 points. It's your Felix, chewing. I swear to God, if you play any audio, I will stab you. Applause. Oh. Yeah! That is just the tip for another week. DJ Felix, hit me one time. That's how I play just the tip. A.H. Kristen Rose, Triple M, the back row. All the elements, all the components are there. Yeah. Uh, look, uh, Origin Game 3 is next week. We're super excited. We're super tense. Pumped. Pumped. Ready to go. Absolutely absolutely fired up, ready yeah. to go. We won Game 1 Let's go get in some Brisbane. Ice cream. They have no Thurston. They apparently have no Slater. Let's get it. Mm. And news down the wires is that Frizzle is in. Frizzle. Oh, fantastic. Frizzle. <laughs> there was a Melbourne-based newsreader who called him Tyson Frizzle, and it's hard to go past it. Yeah. I will never get sick of that. Because it, it sounds like uh, that's what he does bring to the game. Yeah. He brings yeah. a bit of Frizzle sizzle, <laughs> and that's what we he need. Does. You I can partic- tell it's getting near dinner time, can't you? <laughs> I particularly love when we did a little bit of a listen back with Jamie Angel, the content director here at Triple M, and he just turned to you when you said frizzle and was like, what? <laughs> and you had up. to explain, like, well, it was a joke because the newsreader said frizzle, and he write, he went, are you serious? <laughs> and then just pulled period, out his notepad and <laughs> went, frizzle, <laughs> Melbourne. Anyway, look, so <laughs> Melbourne, we agree. Uh, so, look, Origins next week and some very key issues have come out of it. Apparently, the um, the impact of getting tackled by Wade Graham is absolutely bloody insane. Chris, where does it rate on the G scale? So, G. G. The G force scale. Strap in and feel the Gs, baby. Sort of our G scale. Super sunny. <laughs> Max Power. We live in a technology-wrapped age, Rose. I mean, I know you carry all sorts of data and readouts to assess your DJing performance at the Bulldogs. Yeah. You're getting real-time feedback. Are people moving? Are the players responding? Yes. So the typical Origin player is wired up. Mm. And GPS is well-known, so they can actually mm. find the players at all time, particularly when they're staying at Star Casino. Yeah. They want to keep tabs on them. <laughs> Make them wear those vests. That's right. That's what it's, 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 not for on, it's not for on-field performance. It's for off-field protection. I love it. I love that we have our players wearing wires. Like, I would have thought only Queensland would because surely they'd be a bunch of snitches. Well, yeah. it's, it's a lot more dignified than just tying a bell around their necks. <laughs> Camp Gulag with Kevin <laughs> Walters and his evil coaches. I gotta decide between Cat Bell and Cowbell. And it's, yeah. like, it's, it's a level where, like, if you're, you know, we trust you. Like, like David Clemmer, <laughs> David Clemmer, he'd get like a, a Cat Bell because they're like, we reckon we're not, you know, you're all right. Whereas, like, for Fida would be like Cowbell just like clinging. Cowbell every jacket. Which way. Cowbell jacket, yeah. So. Oh. 
Chris. So <laughs> one of the things that they track in the GPS is a thing called, and this is not easy to say, accelerometry data, Excel- which is like acceleration data, right. but it's accelerometry. Okay. I don't really know if I'm saying oh, that properly. Oh, I... Uh, Measures I, G-forces. Yeah, I well, it, accelerometers, they do a lot of stuff. I have a, a diagnosed sleep disorder, and part of the sleep study that I did at the Woolcock Institute in Glebe, I had to for two weeks after wear, uh, afterwards wearing it. No, sorry, that's actigraphy. Never mind. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Did you, did you bump into Wade when you were down at the Institute? <laughs> anyway. So, uh, Triple M always makes me wear a cowbell. Yeah. So I hate it. Someone put a bell on yes. AH, please. <laughs> so he had a tackle measured courtesy of the accelerometry data last year at 12.75 Gs. And AH, that is more force than one of those Red Bull race planes when they're doing those loops. Wow. No. How, uh, how much is it again? Repeat it. 12.75 Gs. <gasps> I, I think the Space Probe 7 at Wonderland oh, yes. was only like three Gs or five Gs. Did you ask that when you got off? No, they. How they, many they, Gs they, is how that? How many Gs is that, please? No, they tell you that. And ah. in for my high school, we went there as a, a science excursion, like, which was oh, sick. God, like we went, and basically we had to like. <laughs> it was so sick. It was like something, something physics. You know, write it down anyway. So that's the only reason I remember that. Isn't it great when you're at high school and they go, we're going to show something that's audio visual. It's just clock off time. <laughs> so what does that amount of Gs? Do to you though? Well, it hurts the guys being tackled. Right. Okay. Right. <laughs> and and they it's won't like let allow hit by a yeah, plane. I don't yeah. think they let those planes dive more than more than ten Gs. I always got excited when they say there's an, an airplane race coming, but unfortunately, it's just one plane at a time going through the course. Right. Can you just imagine planes like like <laughs> yeah. Formula One racing yeah. cars? Yeah. Funny, I should mention that that's more force than a Formula One racing car when it's in turning mode. Far <gasps> out. And get this, and it goes back to what you were referring to earlier, Ah. It's more fat, more force than the South African Tower of Terror when it's plunging to the ground. Oh, no. Wow. So quake in your boots, Queensland. Wade G-Force Graham is coming to get you. <laughs> this is the back row on Sydney's Triple M. Hell yeah. And then you smash a plate. <laughs> Smashing its heart. Oh, man, the Who were my favourite band when I was a teenager. Mm. Bubba O'Reilly, hell yeah. They are the consummate band. Absolutely. <laughs> they are the, the world's first supergroup, I think. Except they weren't in, they weren't previously in bed. You got like someone who the best, one of the best drummers, one of the best bass players, one of the best guitarists, and Roger Daltrey. I mean, I think he's an incredible vocalist Great as well. Stage, stage presence. So it's this kind, it's this band where like every single member is one of the best. Mm. Daltrey and Townsend are still out there. If you get yeah, a chance I to saw, catch them, yeah. And Keith Moon taken way too soon, mm. and uh, John Etwell still taken in sort of. Pretty rock and roll circumstances yeah. of having a hotel room and some sex workers and having, having a ham sandwich. Time. Yeah, <laughs> sort of Mama Cass style. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. No, I saw them when I was fourteen. I saved up my lunch money and my netball umpiring money to take my dad for his birthday. Wow. And it was such a great uh, gig because uh, uh, UMI opened, and of course, you know Tim Rogers, Pete Townsend. The, the connection there is obvious. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we see, and, and UMI is my all-time favourite band. Yeah, so there you go. Stuff. Now, look, boys, on this show, speaking of you know Australian bands, native bands, I do tend to talk about uh, wildlife on here a lot, native and not so native. Uh, I've talked about the uh, the Illawarra panther sightings twice, and now I want to bring you a story from New Zealand that has been. AH, I don't think some of the rugby league players appreciate you calling them wildlife. <laughs> the Illawarra panther is clearly Ryan Gerdler. <laughs> Sorry, um, continue. <laughs> 
can't think of a punchline. Okay. Uh, anyway, so I'm bringing you in news. You don't have to. You don't have to. <laughs> That's why I'm here. Oh, he's such a great guy. Look, in New Zealand, uh, apparently possums are pests. They were introduced uh, by people wanting to help the, the fur trade. And um, apparently, this article in the Guardian, the Guardian, apparently there is a widespread practice of just your average person going out, people in groups going out and hunting possums. And apparently... Dr- this is really brutal. Drownings are how people are doing it, like societally accepted to go out and do this. Right. Article in The Guardian. <clears throat> an animal rights group is calling for an end to New Zealand's barbaric war on possums after joeys were drowned in a bucket of water at a school fundraiser. Well, how much money did they raised? <laughs> I know, right? Uh, it said children are becoming desensitised <laughs> as a result of the method. Um, the killings took place during a North Island school's annual possum hunt. Well, I so agree. It's a school raising money with the murder of po- that, Yeah, I, I would agree that oh. you don't want to desensitize the kids. Just keep it for big occasions, birthdays, exactly. Christmas, Bar mitzvahs, you, yeah, yeah, you, you know. Bobbing for apples, bobbing for dead possums, you know. <laughs> well, I mean Roy and HG bilby heads, maybe we <laughs> right. could, you know. Sweet and sour bilby. Sweet and sour bilby. Of- so I don't see the problem here. No, I, I I tend to agree with you. I think it, again it draws the clear line between New Zealand and Australia. Yeah, I made myself in watch. that we sent something over there that has destroyed their habitat. Yeah, and they drowned it for fun. It's called natural selection. Uh, we uh, I forced myself to watch the Lions v All Blacks yesterday, Poor and thing. seriously, the way the Lions strangled the game within an inch of its death in the second half, and it's just a kick fest and yep. a grind. Yep, it's terrible. It's not particularly advanced. This possum thing doesn't sound good. Over here in Australia, the dominant code, of course, is rugby league. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And we're very, very sensitive to animal rights, and there's no clearer example than the Katy Perry fiasco this week with the announcement that she'd done an ad promoting her tour uh-huh. uh, involving her sweet little pooch, Nugget. Oh, great name. Who calls I love that it. dog Nugget? Uh, Katy Perry. <laughs> yeah, true. And at the end of the I little piece promoting the tour, she said, come on, Nugget, let's go get your pooch passport. Yep. Or puppy passport, I think she yep, referred to it. That's the official it. term. No, Johnny Depp. And when we get to Australia, we can chase some koalas. And quite rightly, all the animal rights movements are up in arms. Barbaric practices like dogs chasing koalas, Nugget chasing koalas, will not be stood for in this country. <laughs> this is why Australia is an advance of New Zealand and those poor possums. <laughs> I haven't seen that ad. Haven't you? Well, they pulled it. That's oh, what, the... Are you serious? They pulled the ad because she jokingly said so, at the end, come on, let's go chase some koalas. Apparently, are you serious? Apparently the biggest threat to koalas <laughs> is, money at least. is deforested areas and koalas lose their natural habitat and then no, no, I get dogs it, get mix it up. They mix it up with the koalas. I, I think it, the koalas would win. Australia, harden up. Let's get Tommy Rodonicus and the cattle dogs on here to just bloody sing that song. Because <laughs> an ad got thrown out because of a joke about, oh my God. I think God. everyone's missed the point of that ad. It's... Koalas live in trees. This nugget dog is superhuman. <laughs> How can it hunt koalas? What she's trying to say is, I have the greatest dog in history. Come and see my live shows and make sure you buy my new album. Well, what? look, speaking of dogs, <laughs> if I can get back to the possum uh, topic before we wrap it up, uh, another line that really tickled me from this article is, uh, there have been a number of forays into selling possum pies on the west coast of the South Island, and possum meat is also used in pet foods such as, and this is the name of a pet food, Possy yum. Uh, is that food for possums or for? No, 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 for dogs and stuff. By possums? It's called. For possums. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Dame Edna, step on up. This is the back row with AH Chris and Rose on Triple M Sydney. I, I, Rose, you're looking at me. I was about to go on to like, yes, how good's that song? But we've just been doing it every single song. This you show won't tell me what, what to, to do, AH. Oh, yes. <laughs> good night for two. I'm on my own here hosting it, aren't I? <laughs>
You're going great. Yeah, no, I love it because, you know, people who are listening to the podcast, the back row, catch up on iTunes and your favourite podcasting app, they don't get the song. So every, you know, it'll be like, I like the it back though. row. And then we're like, yeah, Metallica. I like it though. When you put it together without the songs, we just sound yeah. crazy. We do, we do. <laughs> All right, well, that was Living and Prisoner true. of Society, which <laughs> my brother asked for that for his, as my aunt, to give him that album for his birthday pre- uh, Christmas present. 20 years ago. Mm. I was seven years old. Yep, living yeah. in her old. And we, I know, I'm, yeah, I'm aging. <laughs> anyway, and we, we just listened to it on repeat for months. Ah, uh, back row of the week. That's it. Back row of the week. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, and this is the, the segment, that time of the night, where we elevate someone, something uh, topical, good this week into our ideal rugby league for, uh, team. For some reason, into the back row for some reason. Who wants to go first, boys? I'll go first. I would like to put in the back row Australian fighter Robbie Whittaker, who yeah. today became the first ever Australian to win a UFC championship. He beat Yoel Romero for the interim WBO middleweight title, I think it is, or something like that. But a uh, big congratulations to Robbie Whittaker, the first guy to win a title in the octagon. Still an octagon? Got to be an octagon. Like they haven't changed shape. Got to be the hexagonal. <laughs> <laughs> and the dodecahedron are gone. Or the, the, the yeah. trapezoid. But we're finally... Oh, we get it. You're smart. You know words, all right? You think you're better than me? <laughs> we finally won a title in the USC, Australia, New Zealand. Step up. We're here. Exactly. Yeah, the possum ring. <laughs> yeah. Chris Gale, who's your back rower of the week? Well, before I go to my back row, I have to throw in as a late inclusion, Joshy Reynolds, your boy. Really? Yeah. For not blowing the come from behind victory. Yeah. And for giving a fantastic interview <laughs> about playing at Belmore this week where he said... It was great when Will Hoppedewati joined the club. He said, Will, it's so great. You must be loving moving here to Belmore, <laughs> given that you're a key part of the Lebanese community. <laughs> well, I also am a big fan of Will Hoppedewati. But uh, I, I must say, you've never really mentioned Josh Reynolds until he's getting on your bus, Chris. Oh, is All that right? Sudden, That's right. He's a West Tigers. Josh Reynolds. You love him, don't you? But guys, my back row of the week is the great Joey Chestnut, who won his 10th mustard belt. Speaking of belts this week. <laughs> Winning the world hot dog eating contest at Nathan's Famous out there at Coney Island. Oh, does he do the, the, the rip in half dip eat technique? 72 wow. dogs in 12 minutes. Wow. Yeah, you, you split the dog in half, dip it in water and cram it down your gullet. I did a hot dog eating contest once. I used to work in a, a restaurant in a um, nightclub in the Chinatown called Good God Small Club and I was the dish pig at the dip and we did a, a hot dog eating contest for the birthday each year and I got peer pressured into it. Dipping it into the water, actually, like it just made me want to puke. The texture that came out of it was horrible. I came second. <laughs> Good adjustment, Joey. But without the water, it went in dry. Oh, don't say. Joey, that. Joey took over from the former Japanese legend Takeru Tsunami Kobayashi, who had won six muster belts in a row. Yeah, he's the guy who battled the bear. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. And so the bear one. The new one is seventy-two dogs, and he didn't win in two thousand and fifteen. And here's a little bit of a tip for everybody. He'd won eight in a row, and he'd come up against Matt Stoney, and his relationship had just gone south. Ah, Split up with a girl, not so good in the dog eating eating regime. He wasn't hungry. I'm not hungry. But he's back in a vengeance. And let me tell you, it's like the four-minute mile, cracking 70 dogs, 12 minutes. Joe Chestnut, you're my back row of the week. Good on you. The Roger Bannister of... The uh, Bannister of dogs. The Bannister of (laughs) pre-made meat. Yeah, it's the one. I don't know the words. I was too busy laughing for about a minute because Felix and I made contact when you said that uh, Josh Reynolds uh, blew blew the comeback. 
Yeah, anyway. Yeah. We, we just... Quality couldn't... quality comedy, guys. Oh. Quality stuff. Hey, hey, choose your back row of the week. Look, my back rowers of the week are... Actually, I have two people, and that's Roy and HG. Oh, nice. Oh. Uh, and they're my back rowers of the week, firstly, because they're amazing and, you know, have loved them for a long time, but also because they uh, have been kind enough to bugger off for two weeks. They've gone on holiday uh, to China. They're on assignment in China, buying China. a lot of buying a lot of books, bringing them back into the country. That'll never get old. Uh, and we filled in for them... Um, Yesterday, and we'll also be filling in for them next Saturday, or this Saturday, rather. Um, Saturday morning, 10 till 12. So tune in for that. Mm. Just three footy fans doing their best. With the, I think the back row would like to welcome a sporting probe, wouldn't it? Well, and apparently Josh Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs> it must be getting that time. It must be time to go. Uh, Wrap well, it up. That is the show for the week. And it's all Felix's fault for, for having such a filthy mind and making me think those things. Um, uh, Chris Gale, final thoughts? My final thought, AH, is I like building on that idea of the true rugby league precinct. And you sort of suggested yes. that they should have a chill out area for fans. Mm. I just could imagine that if you're down by about, say, 16 at halftime, if you could go outside the ground and go into a facility where you just hear the cliches you need to hear, like it's a game of two halves, yeah. Yeah. Uh, rugby league is a game of inches, those sorts of things, mm. it would make everybody happier, the world would be a better place. Yeah. Andrew Rose, final thoughts? Well, I'd like to expand on what Chris just said and also install a ride where you get carried by about a thousand people that are chanting, Reynolds, Reynolds, mm. while you get carried. What a game! Go the doggies! <laughs> won't, won't sell many tickets. Woo! Well, yep, look, we'll be uh, filling in for Roy and HG tomorrow, 10 till midday, and of course you tomorrow. can... Tomorrow? Wow. Oh, God. I'm excited. Tomorrow, this Next is news Saturday, to me. Next <laughs> you know what, I'm going to go, and I apologise for everything that I've done and said tonight. Uh, if you're listening to the podcast, or if you haven't subscribed, but if you are listening to the podcast, the podcast extra content will be going up soon, uh, and it's sure to be great. Uh, Rose got absolutely roasted by an inanimate object, so we'll go into that. <laughs> Have a good one. Bye. Again? You've been listening to the Back Row Catch-Up, here at Live on Triple M Sydney, Sunday night right after the footy.